The Punk Rocket Show is sponsored by Epic Merch Store, an amazing website supporting the worldwide punk rock scene where you can find tons of merch for bands like Good Riddance, Dead by Stereo, Much the Same, Poulet, Friends on Rom, Useless ID, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and a lot of smaller bands that you need to discover. They've also recently added some official Tony Slime merch. You can find t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and kids merch with exclusive designs, all with a flat rate shipping cut, which is very great. So if you're addicted to band merch like I am, go to epicmerchstore.com. Hello Punk Rockers, welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 43, but it's also the first episode of season 2. Yeah, I missed you guys during my holidays break. I wish you a happy new year and a happy season 2 with me. Today my guests are Ingemar and Stefan of the band No Fun At All. We talked about how COVID impacted their touring plans, about why they broke up many years ago, and I asked them your questions. You're gonna listen to some no fun at all songs, but I will also make you a repugmentation for an hardcore band from my local city in Quebec City called Beer Pressure. Let's go, the show is starting right fucking now. Hello, my friends. Salut les punk. How are you? Hey, you know what? I missed you, like for real. I released the last episode of season one on December 6th, so I took a whole month off and it was much needed because <laughs> shortly after the last episode, I got COVID. Oh no. Oh yes. I went at three shows on December 10th, 11th and 12th. So I think I got it at one of those shows, probably on December 10th. <laughs> Uh, because my band was playing and it was a little crazy. It was so much fun, though. I started to have symptoms on December 14th. It started with a little throat pain. Then I had a very weird congestion, like on and off, like runny nose for 10 minutes, then nothing. I've never experimented that. You've never experienced that before. <laughs> it was really weird. So I made a quick test at home and it was negative. In the next three days, I started to feel some stabbing in my chest, arms, and back, mixed with some very bad pain in all my muscles. Ugh. I started to have an awful fatigue, a loss of appetite. Actually, I lost like six pounds. But I got them back now. <laughs> I started to eat pasta again as, <laughs> as soon as I got well. Um, but that's honestly what was the worst was the... The, the extreme, extreme fatigue and lack of focus, the brain fog, ugh. Because I didn't have any fever, I didn't have any problem to breathe, even if I was coughing a lot, I still cough though. <laughs> so I don't recommend, it's not a repugmentation for you to, to get COVID, honestly. If you can escape this, please do stay safe. Oh, I also lost my sense of smell and taste. So that's why I made a real test this time after like five or six days. But I was already isolated and really sick at home. So I, I didn't get out of the house anyway. So it was positive. 
And yeah, so I didn't have any complication. But honestly, even with two vax, um, I've never been that sick in my entire life. Oof. After like 14 days, I started to be very depressed and like, am I going to be fine someday? Am I going to find my energy to do my podcast again? <laughs> And like I said, I still cough a little. I didn't get my sense of smell back completely. But if I put my nose in a big coffee bag, I smell the coffee. So it's, it's already an improvement. And I'm really sorry because <laughs> probably in the next three weeks, you're going to hear all my interviews I made when I was sick. And I've been coughing a lot. So I'm very sorry. I hope Scott can edit a little. <laughs> this coughing and oh when I was interviewing no fun at all you'll see I, I I didn't know at this time that I had COVID I thought I was having only a cold but a very bad one <laughs> and during my break I had time to think about how great it was to start this podcast last February I can't believe how many great support and feedback you haven't stopped giving me since then And I don't want to give myself too much flowers. Is it an English expression? Because in French, we say that, like, I don't want to give myself flowers or whatever. Anyway, you know what I mean? I don't want to brag. Is it the word? But I'm very proud that I overcame my fears and I finally released this podcast. I was so scared of my lack of music knowledge, my bad English, etc. But I had so much fun despite of this. So I am very happy I did the move. And I am more motivated than ever for season two. I have already a good list of guests I absolutely want to interview. Some of them are booked already. Oh yeah, I still want to make you discover great bands from all around the world and make you some repunkmendations. We're gonna still work with Epic Merch Store for another season. <laughs> They're gonna still sponsor the show. And as usual, I want to hear from you guys. So if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. My account name is Punk Roquette, R-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. -E. And you can also find a Facebook page, Punk Roquette Podcast and Music. Because I want to have your feedback. I want to have your guest suggestions. If you have a band, you can send me your music too. So it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Repugmentation. Today's repunkmendation is for the band Peer Pressure from Quebec City. It's an hardcore punk band and I just love to see them play live so much. The frontwoman Victoria is such an incredible lead singer. I really love her voice. I love the band's evolution since the beginning in 2018. Their full-length album Catharsis was one of my favorites of last year. No, I mean 2020. Last year was 2021. Ah, uh, yeah, I always need like six months to adapt to a new year. <laughs> Are you like this too? <laughs> But yeah, Catharsis was one of my favorite albums of 2020. And let's listen to their song Do a Number on Me that we can find on this album. Darkest days I have ever seen 
away But who are you to judge me? Every piece has its part to play Together they make who I am And I will change the things I've done Just never been the first train To get up and run Fuck to see them play live again after COVID. If it's gonna end someday, I don't know. <laughs> okay, Emily, don't be depressed. It's time to talk about the Patreon. We have two new patrons. The first one is Doug. He's a 60 years old <laughs> punk rocker from Los Angeles. He loves older bands like Social Distortion, Offspring, Meat Puppets. I don't know this band. I need to check them. And some new bands like Alternative Citizens, Hold Fast, Shock Therapy, etc. He also loves to collect hand-drawn art of musicians and artists and podcasters. <laughs> He also told me he discovered the band Chaser on the podcast and that's the thing that makes me the most happy in the world when someone tells me, hey, I discovered this band because of the show. Yeah. And the second new patron is Aaron from Miami. <laughs> His favorite bands are Face to Face, No Use for a Name, Good Riddance. He also loves to shoot archery. Am I pronouncing this correctly? No. Shoot archery. Archery. Yeah. <laughs> and do some hiking and canoeing. He loves sports. That's amazing. Welcome, guys, in the Patreon crowd. I think I have like 16 patrons so far. And because of you guys, I hired an amazing artist, Caroline Morin, for the visual for some weekly posts on social medias to help promote the show. So this really, really helps me to keep the show going. So if you want to participate and subscribe to the Patreon, please do. The link is in the show notes. And if you want to subscribe, you can have access to all my Zoom interviews video in advance with no edit. So you can see like all my mistakes. <laughs> The little chat I had before and after the interview with my guests. You also have priority for the questions I ask them. You have also priority for topics on the show. And it's a very fun community. And it's a win-win because you're helping me to finance all the fees for the podcast. And I love to work for you too, guys. Interview. And now it's time to listen to the interview I made with Stefan and Ingemar from No Fun At All. 
They are great people. We talked about how pandemic affected their upcoming and past tours, about their music history. I asked them your questions and we talked about why they broke up back in the days and why they decided to be back together. So enjoy and tell me what you think. Yeah, this is good to see all, uh, all the two of you. When is the I last time been. when is the last time you saw each other? I don't remember anymore. Uh, <laughs> really? A month's not that long ago. A few weeks, yeah. A few weeks, yeah. The last yeah. time I saw you was a very nice two nights. It was when you were touring in Quebec City at yeah. the at sep September 2019, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It was That's amazing. Correct. It was Must the, have been. Yeah. It was the first time and the last time I did some stage dive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> that was amazing. And I don't know if you remember in Yamar, but we went to um, karaoke after. Stefan, you, you were not there, but uh, no, the I rest wasn't. of the band came to karaoke. It was epic. Yeah, <laughs> but I left. Yeah, you, you I did. I left early. Yeah, you didn't. Do you want to sing No Fun at All songs on karaoke? Yeah, yeah, I, I love to do that. You didn't That's sing. That's my favorite thing. I was really impressed by Frederick. Yeah, <laughs> karaoke. yeah. yeah. Tom Waits' uh, voice. He won the show. I didn't know how oh. great singer he was. <laughs> I oh. was like, oh, and we went with uh, with Wolfric, the Wolfric yeah. guy. Yeah. They were. On a huge party. <laughs> I can imagine. They uh, seem to like to go to parties. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was uh, a good night. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun night. One yeah, of the yeah. best uh, before pandemic it. <laughs> uh, wow. It's so crazy. It really it yeah. feels like it was yesterday uh, we were in Canada, but at the same time, it feels like forever. It's so weird. Yeah. So, can you, yeah, speaking of that, yeah. can you explain? Uh, tell me about how pandemic affected you because for some bands it was like awful they had to cancel tours but for some bands it was like oh let's write songs so they use it as opportunity so how did you experiment it have, have we started the interview now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're so, close. Oh, you're yeah. so close to, to my face Stefan. yeah i'm sorry it's just a sorry. friendly mood so <laughs> yeah we started Yeah, uh, <laughs> how it affected us. Oh, in for so a year we, for a year we hardly spoke. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you and I spoke, Ingmar. <laughs> you and I spoke, but <laughs> the band was. Yeah, yeah I, I, th I think it affected us pretty hard. We mm -hmm. we were yeah. crushed. We had to cancel yeah. tours, yeah. two tours, the Swed Swedish tour and European tour. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, what's happening? Mm. <laughs> This, and we were, you know, we were, we had a really good time the, the three years before the pandemic. Yeah, you were touring a lot. Going, I think I, I mean, saw things you. Things were going really yeah. well for us. Yeah, because I saw you maybe, what, three or four times in the last five years, which is a lot. Stefan, yeah. I saw you too with Satanic Surfers. So I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. you probably canceled mm -hmm. so many tours. Yeah. So and then just and then we went to Australia with Pennywise and Strung Out. I had a really wow. fantastic tour, and then just boom, everything died. So yeah, like, we we had the chance to do one Swedish show right before uh, 
you know, everything was starting to shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did an out of bounds anniversary. We we did one show <laughs> in Sweden, and uh, then we realized that okay, this is totally you know a global and fucked up situation. So yeah. Even in <laughs> Sweden, because we heard that in Sweden the rule, the restriction was maybe less severe at first. So I thought maybe you you had some chances to tour at least in Sweden, but no, just uh, yeah. In that, in no, but in that sense, it was quite hard in Sweden yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. Um, but, mm. It was more. Yeah, shows were not allowed. Mm. No, they they cut the capacity uh, yeah. pretty quick. They did so. Yeah. But they had, you know, they had a different strategy to, in Sweden, I think we have this, or we used to have, uh, people trust the government uh, yeah. quite a lot. I don't know, still, but they used to. And uh, I think the Swedish government, they, they hoped that maybe people would just follow restrictions without yeah. getting orders from the totally. government. You know. But uh, I don't know yet. It's too... <laughs> Too early to say. I'm pretty happy about uh, <laughs> not being locked inside. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think yeah. everyone tried something. Every government tried whatever they could try, and yeah, it was it was a uh, it was random. So it could have worked, could have not. So everyone tried their best, probably. Yeah. I mean, you can't get rid of a virus anyway. It's out there and it's gonna stay. So yeah, I might have it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It, since you're sick, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't miss it. I I had absolutely no viruses for two years. Now I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't miss it. <laughs> Same here. I've been incredibly good. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. have. Yeah, <laughs> and I always good. used to pick up virus. Yeah, yeah, you're good tour. at that. Because I'm biting my nail, because I'm this stressy guy, and I'm uh, getting all the kind of shit from the airports <laughs> <laughs> within oh, my yeah. system. Don't bite your nails in airports, please. That's the worst thing. <laughs> That should be the first restriction for COVID. <laughs> Put some mask yeah, and gloves. Yeah, <laughs> also, that bad habit of licking the floor yeah, is really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really bad for you. <laughs> On the, the toilet floor uh, in the in the bathroom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, in, in the airport. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a stomach <laughs> flu just talking about that. <laughs> so you, you. No, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no problem. I was telling you that. So you, you haven't spoke a lot in the last two years. I mean, you, you too, maybe, but not the band, no rehearsing, no rhyme, no songwriting, just like trying to. Yeah. Well, for the for the first the first year of the pandemic, mm -hmm. it was oh. pretty much like that. But yeah. then things started to change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is stuff happening, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and also we've done, how many shows have we done this year? Five? Or oh. what is it? One, two, three, four, <coughs> four five. Or five, yeah. Five. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, I saw some pictures. So, and... Uh, Getting uh, the rehearsals uh, uh, together was quite easy, uh, in my opinion. It, it's in, in the spine of all mm -hmm. of us, I think. So it, it wasn't such a big challenge to get together and play the songs again. But um, yeah, the first year was kind of odd. Um, you know, I had a feeling maybe we can never tour again. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody knows. Uh, 
Maybe oh. the band won't survive this crisis. A lot of bands might not survive this uh, yep. because of the so. money and you, you oh, don't yeah. get any, any salaries and maybe you have to do something else with your time, uh, etc. But uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, and uh, I, th- yeah. I think you were planning um, a tour with Satanic Surfers and it, it got cancelled. Three times yeah. uh, we, we moved it. Oh! And, and And we had to cancel three times, yeah. Damn. And the last time we canceled it, two weeks before it was supposed to. Yeah. Uh. Um, um, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but... It looked, you know, looked doable. And then over a week, everything changed in, in Europe. So... Yeah. yeah, and you're supposed we to announce and cancel it within three three weeks. I think. Yeah, we're always like on the line. Is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? I know you're supposed to play and Satanic Surfers too at the Red Bridge Festival. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was postponed like three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good. I, I suppose it's gonna be like this from now on. That we bands are gonna tour from April to yeah. October, and yeah. then everything is gonna die in the winter. Maybe. But then yeah, we have the like, Southern Hemisphere, so we can go to Australia and Brazil yeah. and South America. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> If yeah. you go to I won't a- complain. No, you can yeah. go to Australia during our winter. Everything yeah. is fine. So you can manage something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. We'll fix it. I want to On the other hand, I yeah. mean, the, the, the last tour we did before COVID in Australia, uh, I think all of us agreed on it was such an uplifting tour. Uh, Everything was very well uh nice people nice shows you know we had a, a good little touring party yeah and got together uh, got along very well together so uh, this was always in the back of my head uh during the pan- pandemic that, that i want to do this again you know i yeah. felt so good last time and if we had done like a crappy <laughs> tour or something mm-hmm. as the last thing i don't know you know, uh, yeah. what I would think. But yeah. uh, I think all of us felt positive about touring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we Good. wanted to go back to to, to that. Again. Yeah. That tour was pretty much like a holiday tour. Oh, for us. Yeah. Just fun. Yeah. Because we played first, we played really early, we played for half an oh. hour. <laughs> and... Uh, you wasn't know, even sweaty was, after the show. Brilliant. Then you get to see it strung out and, and Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 10 times. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good, was a good tour. Because you're often headliners, of course, but this time you were not. So it was like yeah, old people so. touring <laughs> paradise. <laughs> yeah. And it's also nice to be on the bigger shows. You know, personally, I think I learned something new by watching how oh. things are moving along and, you know, yeah, it, it's wow. nice from all perspe- perspectives. Wow, that's fun to hear that. Perspective. Yeah, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's easier in French to say that perspective. Perspective. <laughs> yeah. Oui, oui. Oui. Um, <laughs> I want to rewind the tape a little because I took a lot of questions from the listeners. So. Yeah. And I'm curious about um because stefan you're pretty new in the band you're still like the new yeah. guy the baby in the band yeah yeah i'm But the youngest <laughs> believe it or not <laughs> Ingemar, you were in the band since almost the beginning but not quite the beginning right Nah, there was a yeah yeah no so i want to know how you got in in the band and were you friends with the other guys before how did you uh, Ingemar or me no Ingemar. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I knew Mikke since way, way back. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He was the young guy that we took up in, in our gang. He <laughs> was like the fresh blood mm-hmm. in our gang. And he came with new music too in, in, in you know, the people that I used to hang out with. Mm-hmm. He, he came with Bad Religion and Pennywise and this uh, modern punk mm-hmm. that we considered it to be. Uh, so I knew him before. And uh, yeah, you, you know, the No Fun at All started in 91 mm-hmm. and they re- released uh, the, the demo touchdown and then the, the CD vision. Mm-hmm. And then the drummer and the vocalists, yeah, he, he left the band. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, he started his own band called Sober. Sober. We'll talk about and that. And then Mick uh, <laughs> asked me if I wanted to, you know, sing in the band. And I said no, many, many times. Oh, why? <laughs> why? I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, I, I thought that that's, I can't do that. Oh. I'm too old to do that kind <laughs> of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You were too old in 1991 or 1995 or something. (laughs) So, uh, but finally he he got me to say yes. And I thought, okay, it could be nice to stay in a a rehearsal studio maybe once or twice a week and and do stuff. And then bang, it just went crazy. (laughs) Yeah, because I, I was wondering what is the turning point for you when you realize you were not quote-unquote, just a local band anymore? Like, what was the moment you knew it was like going, okay, that's going to be far? I think for real, it was when we recorded No Straight Angles. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because then we we got the feeling that, shit, this this might be something, you know. Mm-hmm. But we, we were traveling back and forth to the studio, recording it. And everyone was in the studio all the time. Because, yeah. you know, it was like the first full-length album. So everyone wanted to be there and listen to new stuff. And, and I remember going back from Westeros, where we recorded it, uh, to Quinskatebari and Fagersta. We were in the car and it's like, fuck, this, this sounds really good. This sounds maybe <laughs> that... Maybe we could go to Germany and do some shows. Or, yeah, or some. living the dream. Maybe we can go to Australia in 2020. Yeah, and do some shows. Maybe we can do. Maybe we can do ten tours of Australia. On this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was the. Yeah, that was one of the points where nice. we really felt that maybe this is bigger than than just our local scene. This could be something bigger. Were you already see like Melancholin, Refused, like all those bands uh, in uh, Sweden going on? Oh, a, yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. So you were like, oh, uh, we can do that. We've too. done we've done shows with both Refused and Melancholin mm. at that point. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, that, that's true. Because for so, us in, in Quebec, there's the Californian scene and the Swedish scene. Both were very increasing at the same time in the 90s. So I wonder from a sw- Swedish perspective, were you realizing that in the 90s? Even, even Stefan at this time, you know? Where were you? Yeah. Were you realize this? 
that that it was gonna be big yeah like did you see the 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 rise of the swedish scene like yeah. the way we did in quebec for example the, the, yeah. the way we saw the sweden scene as a fan yeah. of the scene i did yeah um but but it was all over sweden all the small towns around sweden mm -hmm. had these melodic punk shows and it was like everywhere everybody had his shirts on in school And mm -hmm. it was, you know, what a blast. Uh, it was everywhere. But I, I never really thought about if it, whether it was, was going to be big, you know, yeah, to stay or just, a, I just enjoyed going to shows every weekend. Yeah, from my perspective, it's easy to ask you that because now I, I, I know that. But when you're into it at the <laughs> moment, it might be different. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I think it was because, you know, with the, With burning heart and, mm -hmm. and bad taste, and Two big maybe big some labels. other mm -hmm. uh, record companies in Sweden, I, we had the feeling that there, there was something happening because there were so many bands who were doing good yeah. outside of Sweden too. But not only in the punk scene, but you know, the, there's also something called the Swedish music export wonder. With, yeah. with the indie pop and, mm -hmm. and uh, also commercial pop and stuff that was taking off uh, outside of Sweden at that time. I think yeah. music was, yeah. was like the second biggest export commodity from Sweden in the 90s. Uh, in it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. So, wow. so there was a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. That's great. I talked with your friend um, Frederik Olsen from Misconduct, and he, he told yeah. me that uh, he that in Sweden. That's Stefan's friend, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he, he told me that in Sweden um, there was some government programs to help musicians. Do you think that it helped you too? Did you were you part of those things in school or something? I, I, yeah. was, I, I was never part of anything like that. Okay. I mean, I was a kid. I was 16 years old yeah. uh, in mid-90s, 15. But I mean, I played music too. Uh, but uh, we played in small garages. and Oh, okay. The, Very you know, DIY underground. Play. Yeah. We, we never asked for anything or, yeah. You know, it was totally amateur. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have some... But, the, the, but I think he's right. That there was like a, a government program to promote uh, smaller bands yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah. Um, you, you could get like half, half of your fee paid by the government mm -hmm. if you lived up to some uh, specific demands or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Half a case of soda for me then. Kurbidrag, <laughs> it was called. Kurbidrag. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Kur. 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 Your voice is start to speak, master celebrate. 
questions from the listeners uh, one of them asked yeah. uh, how can you keep having fun after all those years and not see uh, playing music only as a job <laughs> should, should, can I answer first thing about yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, sure. for ahead. me uh, music is always it's the fun part that keeps me playing music I mean If mm -hmm. it won't be fun anymore, eh, I would do something else. I mean, as long as I can be creative with people that I like and we have fun together, that's perfect. But if it starts to, to become a boring mm -hmm. thing I don't want to do, I would rather be home. Yeah. Oh, Then I you, would do something else. No, because we, we had interview before you and I, Stefan, and uh, you no. you need to be on tour. You're you're born yeah. for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't nowadays I'm a, maybe what two two year years older now, <laughs> but I yeah. Uh, yeah I enjoy being home. Uh, but the thing I enjoy most is playing music, mm -hmm. uh, especially together with people that I like to be around. So totally. Yeah. And for you, Ingemar. Yeah. What's your secret to stay passionate? Yeah, I don't know if there's any secret to it, but secret there too. was a while when it wasn't so fun. I mean, and also we quit the band for like three years there in the early 2000s um, and we didn't have so much fun. <laughs> That's that was one of so my at that questions. time we should not have been called so fun at all. Why <laughs> was it uh, between the band members or <laughs> the punk rock context? The what what made what made it not fun anymore? What made made it? I think no we toured so much in the late 90s mm -hmm. and uh, we toured too much. Oh, uh, so in the In the end, you didn't get the crowds that you wanted. Oh, and yeah. There was a lot of drinking and other stuff involved. And uh, people just, you know, got tired of... We didn't like each other very much. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's human. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but it got better, you know. Yeah. And then we had this... Mm -hmm. I mean, we did it as a hobby thing for... 15 years almost from 94 
to 2017, mm-hmm. pretty much. And then we decided again to let's let's try this once more. Let's yeah. do it again. And then uh, Krill and Steven said, no, we, we won't. We, we don't want to do this anymore. Oh. In that way. We don't want to record a new album. We don't want to tour a lot. So they left the band. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and Stefan and Fredrik joined. And then I think, at least for me, there was a new beginning and uh, new inspiration, I would mm-hmm. say. It was it it I don't I like Steven and Krill a lot. They're two of my best friends ever. And mm-hmm. uh, but in the band creatively maybe Stefan and Fredrik put something new in there that uh, was missing. Oh. I'm happy to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of we took something away that used to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And they for came you to in fun. and they took away the part that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you both uh, um, add a lot of energy to the, the show. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's so fun to play. Uh, I mean, I, I don't listen a great lot to melodic punk at home anymore. No, you're a hard rock uh, metal <laughs> guy. I listen to a lot of music, but I, I'm, you know, I, I listen to Bad Religion still, but mm. mostly to play this music. It's uh, so melodic and intense. Mm-hmm. It's it's very very fun to play. Uh, yes, and I, yeah, I really love playing it. So, how was it for you to join the band? Because it was already a big band. So, I, I, I ask you the same question as Ingemar, yeah, yeah. but it's a different context. <laughs> First of all, it was totally normal. Uh, you know, I met the guys before. We did a few shows together with my old band. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd say uh, we had a good time together. And, you know, we knew each other. So, It was felt to- totally normal that they asked me because I didn't have a band at the moment. Yeah. And uh, okay, so there are you... not too many punk rock bass players, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, now, so. It's fine. Uh, so you didn't have to say no multiple times? No, <laughs> no, no. Your did <laughs> in the past. <laughs> I, I thought it over a few days because I didn't want to uh, take, you know, getting this big uh, task and not do it correctly. So before I wanted to say yes, I wanted to make sure in my mind that I could pull yeah. this off. Um, and I figured, yeah, of course. And it's, you know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy to and hear my, that. My place is, yeah, yeah. is totally normal. My place in the band, it feels so normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, so Ingemar, you were saying that adding uh, Fred and Stefan um, brought the passion again. And now you're on a good, good mood since then. A good... A good vibe yeah, since yeah. then. I'm just changing my name here. Oh, really? I, I realized that you were all for your, your you had your real names there. So oh, I li- okay. I like the Ingo. Ingo is great too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but it's so extremely casual. <laughs> okay, Ingo so from Dunas. I take it as a compliment. <laughs> it means that you feel that this interview is very professional. So. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Oh, oh no, it's okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think 
maybe it was just that music-wise, new stuff happened with no fun at all, mm-hmm. uh, which were extremely much in my favor, the, what I like, mm-hmm. because I like Stefan and Fredrik as musicians mm-hmm. so very much. Uh, and I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, when we, Stefan was right in the band after <coughs> St- uh, Stephen and, and Kirill left. Yeah. But Frederick was not. Frederick, he, he was on a, Mr. Helt still. What uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> som Fredrik var på? Audition? No. Auditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an audition. Uh, yeah. With Frederick. Oh. And uh, at once, at once, when I heard him playing the guitar, I realized that th- this guy has to be in the band. Yeah. Because he does it exactly as I like it. He 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 played pretty much like Krill, but with a twist. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you could feel that that he had listened a lot. But still, he, he, he colored it with his own uh, playing. <laughs> yeah, and, it's so important. Uh, yeah, yeah it's really good. Every musician has to have their own personality, even if they join yeah. a band, in my opinion. Mm, so I knew yeah. Frederick since before, and I, uh, but I hadn't met him for quite a few years, uh, as I remember. But we, we talked on the phone, and yeah, this is going to be fun, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And it was weird for me to already be in the band without, you know, I haven't... <laughs> I hadn't even played with the guys, but, <laughs> but uh, all of a sudden I had also, uh, you know, a voice <laughs> to say what I thought. Uh, about yeah. things. Yeah, them. Oh. It, was, uh, it was a weird situation for all of us, I guess, but uh, it turned out very well. So, and as Ingmar says uh, about Frederick with uh, adapting his own style yeah. to, to the sound, like adding himself mm-hmm. to the sound. That's what we try to do. Uh, same goes for me. Uh, I don't want to sure. play bass solos all the time. Uh, I want it to sound like no fun at all, but it's still it's me playing bass, nobody else. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. You got to find a, a good... Uh, yeah, I think we were lucky also to, to actually fit this well together. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, so too. We, f- yeah. we fit extremely well together. Uh, wow. The playing, it's really smooth. Yeah. It feels really good and natural. Wow. And what's your yeah. next project? We were talking a little about uh, some tours might happen, some tours might not happen. I think you, you also just released a repress of uh, the first album. The EP is yeah. going steady. EP is going steady. Yes. So yeah, that's a, that's a project. Uh, that's a compilation album. Yeah. Compilation album, yeah. Yeah, with, with, the vision, with the vision in it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, exactly. On spam. On spam records. Spam. Yeah. Yeah. We have, I mean, all this time during the pan- pandemic, we had plans and we had to push them forward and we had to cancel and we had to move around, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, uh, the plan right now is finishing a new album, uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, starting a, a pretty long rehearsal process after New Year's Eve. So, and then we have... Uh, lots of shows next year and we hope they can happen you know Finger so crossed. 
Wow. Yeah, we, a yeah, lot of festivals that were moved from the other years and uh, a lot of new festivals that were booked now. And uh, yeah, like that. So definitely no sign of slowing down. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. It feels good. And hopefully, I, I mean, of course, we're longing to come back to com- Canada. Uh, we- uh, which we're pretty much sure will happen. Mm-hmm. in <laughs> may yeah may, may june. june yeah yeah early yeah, june in quebec with the red bridge and, yeah all of that yeah i'm pretty yeah. confident about that because the government put new restrictions but i they mm. didn't cancel all the shows like they used to so i think it's yeah they're on a they're trying yeah. to keep the things alive but with like safety more safety but they they haven't canceled and and we are on a very bad wave right now and they haven't canceled completely everything so i think it's a good sign especially Uh at the red bridge it's outside it's outside so it's yeah it's better okay we we just hope for it and as i uh, i came to think of just that when we did a few shows now this autumn Mm -hmm. i was i was kind of scared you know and nervous how will this feel blah 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 it felt but once we're up on stage and doing what we used to do i just got overwhelmed you know this is really what i love to do yeah and it even though we had a two-year break or whatever it still felt like that this is still what i love to do so There's... i think that goes for all of us Yeah, and, yeah, and you never know. Yeah. After two years, I uh, oh. there's a comedian in Quebec, a very famous comedian, and he said, "I can't. I'm sorry. I have too much anxiety to go back on the stage now. Yeah. It's been too too long, and I I just can't." So I I could understand that too, but I'm happy yeah. that you felt great. Mm. It took two minutes, then it was all routine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really. It was very nervous. Yeah. Before we got up on stage, yeah. uh, and the the process of rehearsing, and I, I was still very n- nervous. Was Me it too. a good a good But stress? Like a good reminder of the past, the first show, the first uh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. It a- yeah. yeah <clears throat> like half a song, and then I realized, you know, ah, oh, this is what I love to do. I almost forgot how it felt. Yeah. And then everything was like it used to be in in the back in my spine, you know, all the all the songs and everything. So, wow, that's but great. You can't take anything for granted anymore, obviously. So, <laughs> exactly. You never know until right. until you try. So true. Yeah. I have yeah. some questions from the listener before I let you go. But Stefan will yeah. will. Uh, I will stay for another will, interview. Will stay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got an. Other interview. That's a yeah, big it's day. It's about for only about days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. anything about. That. Oh, look at my boyfriend's base here, the blue one. Ah, oh, that's nice. A, okay. I might steal it next yeah. time. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome here. Okay, so um, Hannah, she's a very nice. She's a great Sweden bass player. She plays in oh. a band called Wrong Band. You should oh. check them out. And she wants to know yeah. if both of you are into some... Uh, what are your favorite Swedish bands, both of you? Mine is Kent, definitely. Swedish oh, indie rock band. I don't band. know them. I don't uh, know them. <laughs> yeah. That's the first I came to think of. 
maybe I'll come up with something <laughs> else later. <laughs> and your favorite thing, Emma? Oh, it's so hard to say. Povelamel and friends. Of course, that is that is a fact. It, it, that's not. That is just a statement. That the way it is. But it okay. Say punk wise. Yeah. More whatever. There is a band from the late seventies, early eighties called KSMB, which I have to say is my favorite Swedish oh. punk band. Their first album is. The, the angriest and the fastest thing I ever heard. Oh. And um, I love it a lot. So, yeah. So it influenced... KSMB. What? KSMB in Swedish. Hmm. Mm. And more recent bands, maybe some bands we should know about, the, some punk rock bands that are arising. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even mention a punk rock band. Oh, I, I gotta eat that up. Oh, but that's later. fine. Yeah, uh, of course. I thought you tried to be cool, and oh, I'm gonna be <laughs> difficult. And I only <laughs> listen to this very anxiety-filled Swedish synth band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so cool. I, I'm talking about indie rock bands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, I don't know. You know, playing this uh, this genre now. I, I, it feels so bad to say it, but I'm not too updated. I don't know about the bands anymore because no. you you, no. you get so much of of the punk rock while on tour and stuff. So when I get home, I just isolate myself from oh, music yeah. for a while or I listen to something completely I different. Totally understand. Who played, who played yesterday at Stockholm in Stockholm? The the hives, the helicopters. Oh, <laughs> One more band, wasn't it? Hornedal, I think, was there as well. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. there was there was my graveyard. Yeah, graveyard. Like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, six or seven bands. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sweden has a lot of good bands. I mean, there's really a lot of high quality music from this country. I don't know why, but it's a fact. Yeah, you have yeah. this in your blood. Yeah, yeah I guess it is. Another question, yeah. are you, well, okay, you kind of answered a little, but um, were you influenced by Millen Cullen and did you influence them too? What, what, what is your relationship with them? <laughs> well, in the big, in the early days, <laughs> uh, in, back in 94, <laughs> we did a, an extensive tour of Sweden mm -hmm. together with Millen Cullen. Uh, but of course, they were influenced by us because we were, we were first. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're good friends. We played so many. I, I, I can't remember. 94, 95, we did probably 25 shows together in Sweden. We played from the north to the south. And, oh. uh, and uh, we hook up every now and then and, uh, and do shows together. And of course, we're, the last album was recorded by Matthias mm -hmm. from Millen Collins. So, so we're, we're having a good uh, relationship with, with them, I think. Cool. Mm. They, they are a, a huge part of the Swedish uh, sound, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's, uh, I would totally be lying if I <laughs> thought something else. Yeah. yeah. 
Of course, we, we love them, and they're close and good friends as well. Of course, yeah. And we don't. Li- I don't live that far away. I'm, I live only like a hundred kilometers away from oh. yeah. from Örebro. So, so cool. It's not that far away. And Larson, uh, uh, the drummer, lives in my city in Malmo. So, oh, Malmo, we yeah, it's meet up okay. from time to time. So, yeah, cool. Malmo, nice. Malmo, yeah, Malmo. Yeah. Malmo. <laughs> It sounds like Quebecois. <laughs> it's it sounds like it really sounds like a Quebec slang or French slang <laughs> in Quebec. Malmoy. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I think it usually belonged to Quebec, Malmo. Malmoy. 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 First Denmark and before that was Quebec. Malmoy slang. Malmoy slang. Only Quebec people can understand the joke. Thank you to Epic Merch Store for being a sponsor.
producers of the show. Thank you to Scott Alquist for the co-production and edit. Thank you to Caroline Morin for the visual. Thank you to Jean-Philippe Alain for the team song. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe. You can rate it five stars on iTunes and also now on Spotify. You can also share it to your friends. On the next episode, I'm going to have another chat with Stefan Brad. But this time, we're going to talk about sobriety and being alcohol-free in the punk rock scene. Whether you're sober or not, you're going to absolutely love this deep interview because we both shared our stories about alcohol. Please be there. But until then, punk your life and see you next week.